When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Esther. And this is just to let you know that we recorded this podcast on Wednesday, which was a full day before Liz Truss resigned. But don't worry, there's plenty of fun stuff to enjoy. So stay with us and thank you for listening. There is a story today. Uh, it's in The Guardian, because I bought The Guardian this morning. I assumed it was a mistake. No, I did it on purpose. Sometimes the newsagent who is uh, empowered, theoretically, to send us the Daily Mail every day, because we get mm. the Times directly from the subscription, the one who is tasked with sending the mail, sometimes in the morning I come to, oh, the mail, just quickly go through the mail for some fun, so I open the door, and The Guardian is sitting on the doorstep, and I think it's like a practical joke. They're the trolling paper. us. Because <laughs> yeah. on both sides, I imagine the rest of the neighbours take The Guardian, and there's this thing, this great splat of turdulous leftist would, negativity and I go <laughs> I love our next door neighbours who are two very left wing lawyers I would love it if they got our daily mail yeah. <laughs> what the hell is this Right, so there's a story on page three of The Guardian and the Mail have also done it on page five. Um, the headline is, Take the Next Exit for Disappointment. Hearts Head Morse East is voted Britain's worst service station. And I just wanted to give a shout out to the best service station, in my view, which is the Chippenham Pit Stop. And they're also listeners. So I wanted to say, hi, everyone at the Chippenham Pit Stop. Well done for not being the worst service station in Britain, but for being the best service station in Britain, but we've in never my been view. to the Chippenham Pit Stop. Yes, we have. No. Have we? When? Yes. On the way. Yeah. God. Don't you remember? uh, One of the kids had a massive nosebleed. Kitty had a massive nosebleed, and we stopped and charged up the car and went in. And there was that lovely fellow who said, "Oh, is that the chip? Is that him? Yes. Oh, and they've got about seven hundred electric car chargers. They've got seven hundred electric car chargers. They've got a little living room." Where you can where where CBBS is always playing with and the books on the in the library and books in the library and freshly made food and food and y- yummy donuts and a co-op and the lovely boy is doing like astrophysics at yes. Bath University or something or and, Oxford even and he's and a the, listener he's a listener and his mum listens and yes. when we went to fill up with electricity because it takes about a day mm. he called his mum she came down to say hi <laughs> didn't give us any free electricity. Oh, hooray, how lovely. Any other housekeeping? Uh, housekeeping, should we reveal where we are? Let's reveal where we have been shoved it's a, to. It's the, 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 the Giles Corrin Has No Idea Roadshow. Mm. It's brought to you this week. Having had two weeks uh, presented to you from Fitzrovia, which just is a bit of a hassle. 
and we have to do a school run, then get to Fitzrovia. I've got to do my panel thing on Times Radio. You've got to get back for either for a site meeting for the house or your shrink, mm-hmm. which is at noon, correct? Yep. I don't know what you'll have left to say to him after after talking to me for an hour. So we're up here in Kitty's room by her with her with the, with the cat, and here we are. Yeah. Because of the builders are making so much noise. They're making so much. Even noise. Even you're going mad. I'm going mad. I'm Not just me. I've completely lost it. I've completely lost my shit. And our builders are absolutely delightful. They're so nice. They're so polite. They're so they're so quick. They're so tidy. But when they but they're using that gun at the moment, the one that goes. I don't know what they're doing. I think they're making a stud wall. Uh, and it's like they're drilling directly into my head. I think I may have said that before. Um, oh, do you want to talk about James Corden thing? Restaurants? <sighs> or not really? You thought you might. You thought you might do this for your column. Yeah. So the James Corden story has it has it blown out. We all saw the story. Okay, let's James go through Corden, what the story is. Go on then. So I think it was, uh, so let me say, Monday night, where are we? We're on Wednesday. Da, 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 da. So basically, over the, over, over, the, over the, no, 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 because there, he, because there was a, there, something happened on Monday. So I think it was over the weekend. So I think over the weekend, Keith McNally, who is the owner of Balthazar, which is a very sort of celeb- a celebrity haunt in New York. Which I went to in 1999 and I sat, I, it had been open a couple of years and someone got me a table there and thought this is a great place to be and I thought this is shit. And then... Kristen to- Scott Thomas sat on one side and then Monica Lewinsky came in and sat on the other side. Oh, wow. Really exciting. That is exciting. Um, so Keith Knight owns Balthazar. He uh, wrote a long Instagram post about how badly behaved he had heard James Corden had been in Balthazar and another restaurant he owns, the name of which now escapes me. Uh, and in, uh, in one incident, he claimed, because we weren't there, we don't know, he claimed that James Corden found a hair in his food which occasionally happens in restaurants. It's, you know... I always say... I always find hair in my food. <laughs> and pee in my soup. I, I always, no, I always, I've always rather pompously said a bit like Oscar Wilde and the parents thing. Like, one hair... The, the, the wild line would be to find one hair in one soup. Is, is, well, he would say it's the wrong way around, isn't it? Oscar Wilde said to lose one parent, it could be considered a tragedy to lose two is careless. Mm-hmm. It's the other way around with the hair in your, in your food. Right. You find one hair in your food and it could be anywhere. It's a sign of careless. Just find two hairs, find a hair in your soup and then a hair on your steak and the kitchen has a fucking problem. Yes, absolutely. But Corden yeah. found one hair. He found one hair in his food. which And is he absolutely food. kicked off the shit, according to Keith McNally. Course, and I yeah. guess according to the waiter who told Keith McNally, who hasn't denied and it. And also, by the way, Keith McNally wasn't there either. And he never says he was. He was just saying, I'm uploading these reports from, I think it's from his bar manager. And I presume... And but, but he kicked off and he said, right, I want free drinks. In yeah. fact, I want, and in fact, I want all my back drinks yes. free, which is weird because the, the, the only thing Corden has, if not a, if, if not any, a shred of decency, is money. It's weird that he want, that it's so important to get free drinks when you earn 20 million a year or whatever he does. I read it was 36. But anyway, anyway million whatever. Million a year? Yeah. Fuck but I just off. read that. Who knows? Really? I don't know. It doesn't yet. put you on his side to begin with, does it? It's but then so so there's so then you have you get into this whole how because he really kicked off and shouted your shit at your job and then there was no an, that was later that there was, was an issue with an omelette it's too boring to go yes. into details there was an issue with an omelette with his... I think I think the details are quite interesting okay actually. tell me about his wife so omelet. the next the next incident you so went that was back to se- this restaurant I think this was a separate restaurant so this, this so the first incident with the hair was not in Balthazar but it was in a place where that Keith McNally owned as well the second incident which was this month which is what prompted him to write the instagram post is he went to balthazar with his wife his wife ordered an egg yolk omelette with a salad with a side salad not home fries she wanted the side salad 
and it arrived and it had a little bit of egg white in it. And she said, I don't want this egg white in here. I just want the yolk. So they took it away. They brought it back. The omelette was fine, but it was served with home fries instead of her And he salad. kicked off, I should go in the kitchen and cook my omelette. You can't but do your breaking job. Breaking this down, yeah. breaking this down, the grotesque celebrity entitlement. First of all, what is an egg yolk omelette? That's not a thing. Egg white omelettes were once a thing for people who wanted protein, but no cholesterol. So they didn't want fat. But an egg white omelette, an, an egg yolk omelette isn't a thing. How, I don't know how it would hold together. A tiny fleck of white, how you can possibly send it back. There's nothing you could object to in the egg white. So that's just showing off. Okay. Well, we have to point out here that we weren't there. We don't know. And neither was Keith McNally. He's just, this is like and, third hand information. And they're also, too, I mean, Keith McNally is completely mad. And he and he's endlessly has, uh, he glances at Ben and Ben giggles. It's, 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 in my opinion, he's completely mad. He's completely mad. I'm using it. Not, I'm not saying he's like, clinically insane if i'm not allowed to he did refer i'm to just him, saying he's, he's like fucking mad he's I mad it's I, like saying gordon ramsay's mad marco pierre white's mad giles corrin's mad keith mcnally is mad yeah. and he's got these vendettas but giles corrin really is mad though that's and that's loudness is it if no, you say it, really, no it isn't you're the one who's going to your shrinking hour yeah i never said i was sane uh so keith mcnally has a massive vendetta with uh another restaurant critic who's a friend of mine he was actually i i gave him a really really shit review and he was reasonably magnanimous about it mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got a perfectly all right sense. But of he has massive. Myself. He has. He refers to himself as a deadbeat. Well, if he says so, he's, he's, he's got this restaurant in London, which is absolutely awful. Okay, no, listen. Getting let's try and stay yeah. on the point. Okay, so this is the thing that happened. He wrote this long Instagram post. It really blew up because everybody is just gunning for James Corden at the moment. I don't know, but people are so 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 desperate to just sort of bring him down. There was that thing where there was that there was a tiny rumor, probably not even true, that he was going to be in the London cast of Wicked, the musical, which is a very popular musical. And there was it in yes, London. Yes, right. hundred thousand people some, went online so, to say we can't have him in this thing. And he didn't even say he was going to do it. And it's just like my god, and everyone's so gleeful about it. Also, he like, was in god. that cat film. He was in the terrible cat. And other people like Taylor Swift have sort of survived. Yes, they just sort of, people are just sort of completely deranged about James Corden. And personally, I think it's a bit But also, even if they weren't, people love a story about celebrities behaving badly in restaurants or people behaving badly in restaurants. It is seen as a marker of awfulness. Now, Keith McNally has, late at night in a sort of text fizz, he's he's gone on and he's he's Instagram posted about this. It's not not... An attempt to get publicity, is it? If you look back to Gordon Ramsay throwing Adrian Gill and Joan Collins out of his restaurant in about 1996. But he marched them to the door. It was the making of both Ramsay and A.A. Gill. And, well, Joan Collins. Joan Collins was fine. She was all right. She's absolutely been absolutely fine. Yeah, she's doing the diary and the spectator. She's fine. She's she's absolutely fine. She's good. But but it was the making, because of a broigus, but a row between these two. It was, suddenly it showed Gill to be somebody that you cared about and it made him, he he suddenly became the critic who was thrown out by Ramsay. Ramsay got this reputation and a giant career. Mm -hmm. So so McNally's obviously saying we can can have some fun here. Well, maybe. People say it about me, so we know this. I've been doing restaurants with you for a really long time and I've never seen you being ever, ever be, but, there are the, but, the, but there are the people who don't like me on, on, on Twitter and everywhere else endlessly one of the things they do endless stories they, they make up about he was uh, he was rude to a waiter he didn't tip uh, he was vile he demanded this he shouted that and like the one place I behave well because I'm a total shite talk everywhere else in the world my own home my office where in restaurants I am nothing but sweetness and light you did get quite cross in uh thank you for undermining me the moment (laughs) i said (laughs) 
What about you? How the fuck are you doing? There was that's like Rob Brydon's impersonation of Bruce Forsyth. Just while we're waiting, yeah. While we're waiting, I want to point out two things that have slightly annoyed me. The first one that I've done. No, no, for a change. No, I can't find it now. And basically, it's going to fall to bits. Then come on, find it. It's going to fall to bits. Where is my? Where is my? It's very unlikely to cut stories out of the paper. I know. I've, I've lost it. So, I've lost the actual piece. Great. Basically, no, no, wait. No, here it is. 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 Okay. BBC prepares. So you cut legends of pieces out of paper yeah. out of the Guardian, yeah. but the story's still in the paper. The story's still in the paper. Yeah. Okay, fine. This like, better be good. Because I wrote it down. It's actually not very good, but it goes with something else. Okay. So here we go. Uh, BBC prepares script in case of winter blackouts. So this is uh, this is an exclusive front page. They're very pleased with the story about how the BBC is sort of writing scripts uh, to prepare well, for... Well, because it's got this right. massive, massive space in its archive from where it's been able to finally throw all the Queen stuff away. It's had <laughs> 50 years of scripts about, I have to tell you today that the Majesty of the Queen has yeah. passed away in a terrible parachute accident. Mm. And they've had all the different scenarios which they've had, and they've thrown the whole exactly. thing. The BBC has now got just miles of space. So the they public can it up would with be this. advised to use their car radio or battery-powered receivers to listen to emergency broadcasts. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, whatever. In a what? This in is a not power a... cut? Yes. Go and plug my radio into the car. No, go and listen to it in your car. All right. It's a good thing that I'm on. I'm I'm the prepper in this house, isn't it? I'm so desperate to buy a petrol generator, but I know that you'll leave me if one of me arrives on Amazon. <laughs> a petrol generator, well, a diesel generator. And, and what would you do with it apart from blow up the house? No, plug in, <laughs> plug in my laptop. So have you ever seen it? No, it's the t- very quiet. It's the quietest one on the market. You've actually looked. Yeah. It's in my save for later basket on Amazon. A generator? Yeah. Do you understand about like the carbon monoxide poisoning <laughs> death? Keep it Do outside. You... <laughs> oh, with a lead coming into that. I house. haven't bought it. It's just and on the my... main thing, so you can so that you'll be able to look shopping online still <laughs> when everything is so fucked that we have to have a diesel generator on the balcony okay, powering listen, your laptop. Okay, the, the, the main thing about this story, which goes with another story, is two kind of things I'm annoyed about. The draft scripts for on-air news bulletins include space for a quote from a cabinet office minister who is given the fictitious name Jose Riera. Why is the fictitious cabinet officer minister... From Brazil. From Brazil. Because the BBC is so woke, they just couldn't bring themselves to write an English name. Martin Bloggs. They've called him Jose Vieira. Fucking weird. I don't understand what's going on there. This well, goes because, with... because we've been invaded by Brazil. <laughs> by what's called Bolsaro. The... And also, they, there is no acute accent on Jose. So it's Jos Vieira. It should be Jose. And there should be an acute accent on it, but they haven't put the acute accent on the name Jose, which surely has it. So, like, that really, really, really... Do you know the way to weird. spell Jose? I do, but the Guardian don't. Oh, good girl the ad. We haven't done that joke yet. There'll be more from Esther and me in our kitchen after a short interlude. But to find out what I wrote about in the end, why not pick up a subscription to The Times and The Sunday Times and enjoy one month absolutely free? Just search thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corrin has no idea. I've been promised that this will take you to an amazing offer, rather than just a website created by Ben randomly containing all my broadcasting mistakes. Although I'm sure that exists somewhere, it's just going to be up to you to find it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's a few other little bits and pieces. Um, you don't want to do Sherlock Holmes Museum? Yes, let's do okay, the Sherlock Holmes Museum. Let's do that because that's, that's got some legs. Story! And your, and your other things will, will just be tiny little Fuck off. bits that you've seen that are completely irrelevant. To no, there's the tiger parenting thing. Yes. Oh, there's got... another parenting thing in the paper Yes, today. there is. Did you, but I pointed it out to you. Don't try and claim it. No. The one no. about if you, if you nag them about snacking, they'll get fat. No, this one. I've there's got... three. Children. Yeah, there's Shall good. we park the Sherlock Holmes Museum? Let's park Shall Sherlock we go? Holmes. Shall we investigate the Sherlock Holmes Museum story later. Later, yes, exactly. Let's so let's... Um, okay, first of all, there was some Belgian research, mm-hmm. uh, happened at Belgian University, about... We could read it out. Have you got it? I, I, you were supposed to get that one. Was I meant to get that one? Yes. No, I got the... I think you've got it. Anyway, it's about... It, oh, no, you're quite right. Researchers at the Leuven University of Belgium have found that children with harsh authoritarian parents are more likely to develop depression. Lead author Dr. Evelyn van Asch said, we discovered... What's a Belgian accent? A lot of French. Oh, we discovered that perceived... But it's got a bit, it should have a bit more Flemish, kind of... Who's no. famous Belgian? A uh, Cuparon. Oh, he sounds fucking French. You're quite right. We discovered that perceived harsh parenting with physical punishment and psychological manipulation can introduce an additional set of instructions on how a gene is read to become hardwired into the DNA. This does not happen to the same extent as the children. Something oh, Goebbels. No. Yeah, Belgians have discovered that if you if you're really really tough tiger parenting, your your kid can become depressed, um, and then um, and then so today and then there's another parenting one, and then and then it's it's like National Parenting Week. I gave you and then this I gave one, you the parenting story. Uh, the, the tiger parents make children depressed. No, I gave you the pushy parents make them fat. Uh, followers of da-da. parents who ban snacks make their children fatter. You've just read that out, haven't you? Were you not listening? No, but what or was you, my French accent? No, but, they, no, but they're, all, they're all the no, same story. it's a different... That's the whole point. It's not. Okay. The Leuven University in Belgium, they've discovered that if you... Uh, tiger parents actually hardwire depression into the children's okay. DNA. This is from Imperial College London and reveals that children with strict parents grow up fatter. Fatter and depressed. Wait, hang on. What, what, uh, because what? they never develop the ability to control their own appetite. So analysis showed that 10,000 British children found that those who grew up in an authoritarian household yeah. were more likely to be overweight than those with form but firm but, listen, but warm but parents. But this is completely... Biz- uh, this is, uh, wait, hang on. What, what university is this? Imperial College. And does it... Does it mention the World Obesity Federation? Where are all these stories coming from? The study was presented yesterday at the International Congress on Obesity in Melbourne. Oh, fine. Okay, so this is the so this is the same source because it was too weird. So the Guardian have done it. Children with parents who lack warmth likelier to be obese. Dash study. Children whose parents lack warmth are more likely to grow up overweight or obese, according to the first study of its kind. Okay, fine. So they, it's the same story. They've written it a slightly different way. They have. Um, but, but they are two completely different studies and different stories, the Belgian 
University. So the it's, Belgian one is the, tiger parenting hardwires depression into the DNA. Yeah. So okay, tiger is, parents are bad. So basically, if you've got, so basically, it's a bad week for authoritarian parent because your children will grow up depressed and obese. But here's the plus side. Yeah. It's really good fun being mean and locking them in their rooms and or something. No. Um, uh, I said, yeah, the parenting column. Parenting columns are always what do, 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 what do you do? Because it has to be silly, doesn't it? Because it's you. So what is the serious thing? What is that? There's a very slight dynamic in our family where I sometimes go, oh, there's no discipline in this house. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, and, but, but OK, but I mean, yes. Sorry, expand. Well, so, why do you so, say that? Why? What makes you say that when the children say anything ever? The fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. There is no discipline in this house. You shouldn't be allowed to say things like that. Yes. No, I'm fucking lovely to those bastard children of mine and everything's warm and lovely no 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 and it's all great and then i sometimes feel that sometimes sam who's given such free reign because kitty no there's not a problem will behave so 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 badly yeah uh last night he was being an absolute tosser when we came in from school he was so annoyed about discovering that we might we might go away on holiday next year to America, scrimping our pennies together. We might go to, to stay with some friends in LA. And he's so furious that we're taking him there to get shot because he's read so much about the gun laws that he's like really fucking angry now. Uh, and he then kicked off and he wouldn't eat his, he had an issue with the food. And no, he, he didn't. I see, this is my, so my immediate, so. And I'm thinking he needed is, a bit of fucking. So this is, this is in real time, our parenting. You saying Sam was, uh, you know, being disrespectful, badly behaved and rude. And me saying he's just fucking hungry and tired. Then he school. ate two crumpets it, and then was just as much of a bastard afterwards. No, he wasn't. He was sweetness and light and said, thank you for being so nice to me, mummy. And I nearly cried. Should we move on? Yes, I've worked to, to, to different spouses. <laughs> Ideally. So, uh, the next... Um, there's the Sherlock Holmes Museum. The mysterious case of the, the, the Sherlock the... <coughs> Holmes Museum, yeah. Okay, so the Sherlock Holmes Museum, there is a cutting somewhere. Tell me. Uh, yes, yes, I think I'm sure I've got it. Okay, this is, is where, we're, cause this is my dream to, like, we've got a sort of running order. Yeah. And it's a bit where we can actually say what the stories are. It's the 2.5 million case of the Sherlock Holmes Museum. Uh, from Jonathan Ames, legal editor. I mean, it's not this, you, any sub who sees Sherlock Holmes oh, yeah. in the thing is going to go for it. The first paragraph, it would be enough to send the great Victorian detective for a long lie down in an opium den, he says. Really hamming it up there. Uh, a family... Has been, you know how they always say with Geoffrey Archer? They'll say something like, in a twist worthy of one of his famous novels... Archer has got a parking ticket. And you go, listen, have you read one of his novels? It's like, they're, they're a bit shit, but it's not worthy of a place in one of his novels. No, definitely not. Yeah, anyway. Uh, uh, so a, a family has spent two and a half million pounds in court battles over the proceeds of the Sherlock Holmes Museum. Now the boss of the London attraction uh, is locked in a high court fight with his younger brother over the one million pound house that has been his sibling's home for 25 years. And, well, and then lived you lived above the shop. You think, yeah, you think the Sherlock Holmes Museum. And I thought it must be some different Sherlock Holmes Museum. Yeah. It can't be that one that well, you basically. see from the number 82 bus. doesn't yeah. go down Oxford anymore. The 113. 88. The 88 goes down. Go, wherever you are. Th that thing where you go past this teeny little, and there it is a picture of it, this little green shop. And there's always the some poor bastard actor standing, standing outside, outside with a magnifying glass. Yeah, with a cape. And a really a soggy yeah. deerstalker hat. And you think, you know, 
who has ever been inside the Sherlock Holmes Museum? How can it be worth fighting a two and a half million pound court battle over it? The museum, which opened in 1989, has brought in millions of pounds as it attracts hordes of tourists to see the, quote, gaslit world of London's iconic detective. It's a tiny, tiny shop, which... There's going to be one kind of really old, like one of those really scary waxworks in a corner that's listing slightly at an angle. With a melted with, hand. With a melted hand and his eyes crossed. And like the deer stalkers are slightly obscure. And on a stand, a really dusty pipe. Yeah. Not actually a meerschaum, owned by an Arthur Conan Boyle, yeah. who was a friend of the author. And, Replica of, and this is the kind of pipe that he might have smoked had he been a real person, which he wasn't, he was completely... And, and there'll be, what was what was the housekeeper called? Mrs Hudson. And there'll be, there'll be a little sort of dusty counter with Mrs Hudson's pies on it and people will be able to buy for £49 a slice of Mrs... I bet you, I bet you, and yeah, I, bet you of, yeah? I bet you that about 50, over half of the visitors to the Sherlock Holmes Museum won't understand that he's a fictional character they will think he's a real person coaches and coaches of chinese tourists Mm -hmm. will be queued up doing selfies and stuff outside based on having seen the um the reboot with benedict Cumberbatch. probably that or the one with jonathan what's his name no robert downey jr yeah i love that quite good Robert Downey or the one with matey and the Asian American actress oh in America, you know. What you're talking you do about. the one with the one. The one is called like Clue or Found. Yeah, or right, Detective. right, right. Lucy Liu and exactly. Uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, and um, anyway, and, Lee, and it's Lee all Miller. B. And it's the premise is at two two one B Baker Street, and actually, it's, there was no two two one B Baker Street. No, that's why like, he called it. Yes, exactly. B Baker Street. So it's actually not. It's like it's it's next to two hundred twenty one. So it's obviously two hundred twenty three Baker. Anyway, and I thought so. If one was to write about first of all a couple of paragraphs about how shit. The Sherlock Holmes Museum is, and no one goes. And then the other, you know, one could write about other shit attractions. Because who's ever been to Ben? Have you ever been to the Sherlock Holmes Museum? If you say yeah, if you, oh, have, you, you have. have, is it quite good? No, <laughs> fucking no, hell! It's not. I was going to say Ben, you haven't been, have you? Don't say yes, because that'll fuck the whole. Okay, yeah. so so that's fine. Ben Mitchell, the, the only man who's ever been to the Sherlock Holmes Museum. Um, not so. Well, I mean, I went to the Dickens one, and it was brilliant. Dickens actually lived there. Oh yeah, you had Dickens, a good time, yeah. Kitty there, four or five stories, Georgian House mm. Library. Dickens is actual like crockery on the table yeah it was, it was fucking amazing but so Sherlock Holmes and anyway my point is made by no Londoner has ever been to the Sherlock Holmes Museum where are you from Ben it's like Warwickshire or somewhere isn't it yeah. there we go Str- Stratford bet you haven't been to Shakespeare's birthplace we're going to a Christmas carol at the RSC Stratford upon Avon excited it's going to be good we are but yeah. also we're going to the Rick Astley gig yeah can't wait for that we're going to laugh the man who goes to Sherlock Holmes Museum we are going to this Rick Astley gig I did mention it very briefly in the notebook we're going to we, it's um do you know how I'm saying a Rick Astley gig I'm saying gig like Prince Charles because I've never, been, never to. been to one yeah, yeah neither have I uh, and we, we're going on, on about the 20th of December and, it, and it's like Rick Rick Astley's swing Christmas and the main, the only reason for going is because our kids got into Rick the rolling. ancient Rick Rolling craze and so never going to give you up is their favourite song and then I paid for a shall I say how much no, I don't, for, but I can don't, no, can don't. I get it's horrific it, it's about the same as your car yeah. uh, it's for a box uh, because I know that my daughter will immediately want to lie down and go to sleep as lie soon as we arrive so she'll be able to do that in a box yeah uh, and uh, and Sam wants to play on his deep knee. Yeah. <laughs> and we, the book, yeah. yeah. Well, and there are going to be some longers. There are going it. to be. There's going to be the whole thing until these things never going to give you up. And then we realise it's called Rick Astley's Swing Christmas. And there's a little quote I noticed on the ticket thing when they sent it. I'm really looking forward to singing these old songs. I love them. You go yeah, these old songs, and never going to give you up. <laughs> yeah, and 
never going to give you up. Yeah, fine. Do you fly me to the moon, but also do... And we cannot get to the bottom of whether he's going to actually sing it. And I wrote a column about it, and, and not a column, I had a tiny item in my, in my notebook. And Rick, clearly, is not a time reader. He hasn't got in touch. Don't no. worry, Jiley. We will be singing it. Don't worry. Yeah, God damn it. Yeah. Just uh, call us. Just just call, just call us. Yeah, and the, we'll uh, still come. We'll yeah. still come. Will but we? just call us. Yeah, of course. There's bowl food. Is there? Yeah, we get served like a dinner in 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 our because we got a box because we were <laughs> drunk basically. We were just drunk. We got back drunk. Decided one last glass of wine before bed. Opened the paper. Yeah. Sunday Times culture section. Flipping you through. Went, Ooh, Ooh, Rick Astley and then and what's it called? The Albert Hall. Yeah, never Albert been Hall. there. Yeah. Box. And also all the other all the other plays and theatre things that we would normally I would normally go and see to the kids they they just they they all of them are too expensive so what we've done is like basically spend all of the money on everything you also else can't get into anything. all the and are it's sold all gone. Out. Yeah, the only so. thing you can get is a box at Rick Astley singing yeah. and some that songs was, and we that got, aren't never going to give you up we got the last box do you think yeah i know i booked the fucking tickets so i know they were like it was one box left and we've got it's good it's good it's a good box but it was the last box yeah and if there isn't if he doesn't never going to give you I'm going to kick off like James Corden. The thing is, that I'm going to just going to be... The whole audience is going to burn the place down. So it's There'll be a sort of... Yeah. Never going to give you up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Sherlock Holmes Museum. Okay. Other... Other, so shit, look, the point other is, shit things that Londoners have never been to. So, so look, so I... And we thought... Yeah, so look. Have you ever been to Madame Two Swords? I have, but I was taking around my German exchange. In my defence. I would never have been to it if I wasn't taking around take around Charlotte wherever her name was I, I was taken by my grandparents yeah in about 1976 yes and I remember being shit even then but no well, okay fine. you were so, a cantankerous little bastard even then yeah I've That's never extraordinary. have you ever been to I've been to, to I've been to the uh, have, uh, have you ever seen the crown jewels <clears throat> excuse me that was the first cough I've done this whole podcast, wasn't by cough, the way. It was a horrible, gurgly clip. No, you're quite right, it was. It was. Have I ever seen the... <laughs> <laughs> the crown... <laughs> it's so mean. Uh, no, I have never seen the... <laughs> <laughs> no, but have I you? Did, have did you been... take the kids to the Tower of London? I haven't. I took... You took the kids to the Tower of London? You but your queue them. for the ta- crown jewels was too long. Ah, okay. So can, we got to the Tower of London and Kitty said, can we go for a cheeseburger? And I said, but I've just given them £178. Yeah. So we went and looked at bits of the London Wall that you can see on the outside. Oh, anyway. cool. So no, we didn't go and see that. To be, I'll be totally honest, when I, when I worked at the Times, when I worked at the Times in Wapping in the early days in 94, which was right next to... Right next door. It was yeah. right next to the Tower of London, which is where the... <laughs> I get. I think I went round on a sort of Tuesday morning on my own when I wasn't writing a feature. It's still a massive queue. You know, I remember it was twenty six pounds. I remember that was really annoying. In nineteen ninety four, that was like a lot. That's a shitload. That was a shitload. Uh, I can't remember what they look like. They're a bit shiny. But I mean, the, the, um, have you? Okay, have you ever? Here's one. I have you ever been inside St Paul's Cathedral? Yeah. No. Nor have I. Have oh. you ever been to, up into the Whispering Gallery? No, but I, I took Sam, because he was obsessed with St Paul's Cathedral for some random reason when he was about four. And I took him, but we didn't go in. I don't know why we didn't what go did in. What did you do? I think I said, do you want to go in, Sam? And he went, no. And he said, I want to go home now. And so I went, all right. And we got on the bus and came back. Do you see what I mean? No discipline. Inside you Yeah, no, Have no. you been inside St Paul's? Yeah? Have you been up to the Whispering Gallery? Is okay, it true that if you whisper we... something in a corner, you can hear on the other side? Really? Shit, he's, he's just he's doing the round argue... and round motion that shows that it works. Okay, so I've so neither of us have ever been to St Paul's or the Whispering Gallery. Yeah? Have you been to an Angus Steakhouse? <laughs> no. Have you been on a big bus tour? 
No. I have. I went with Kitty. Kitty lay down and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken Kitty to the Thames Barrier on a boat twice and she slept there and back. Yeah, she sleeps there Can we go? Can we go? Can we go? Can I have a chocolate? Yeah, and she wants a nap. It's fine. It's okay. Right. Have you ever been to the London Dungeon? I, that was on my list as well. No. No. Have you been? Ben's been everywhere. He comes in from Stratford. He comes from a town where they have Shakespeare's birthplace and he arrives and said, right, who was born here? What can I go and see? You've been listening to Giles Corran Has No Idea with me, Giles Corran. And me, Esther Walker. It's a Wireless Studios production for The Times, produced by Ben Mitchell. You can listen to us on the Times Radio app or download from wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.